How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time. Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much is you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Remember in one crew been so diverse Trying to outdo the last verse that I burst That is my curse Your night in rhyming armor Sentimentalist slay all grand dragons Grab the sharpest number two Then I'm standing Somebody let me hold a number two film Because they check Somebody let me hold a number two film Because they check I fly through the night Yeah Missing hard with some Sprite Lyrics we put inside ya Listen to these ATL riders Keep your head straight The streets full of snakes Slithering Making deals delivering Uh, uh, uh That we got you shivering Paranoia 1500, go to the lawyer. Out of bed, this ring. Dollars and cents. Still in big bulls. Put up a fence. We moving on till the crew is on. Can't hear you, They call me sugar baby Shadalow. I'm one four. The mic said G double O. He and I ain't easy. Give me the O. Don't change. Your brain can solo and they gon' bang. Plus train you like some old. Then I'm walking out. Get it to the cold. You got a new style. Your attempts are futile. Ooh, chow. You puerile, brainwaves are sterile. You can't create. You just wait to take. My take. Laced with malice. Hands get callous from ripping microphones from here to Dallas. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tales podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And we're back with our favorite, uh, well, one of our favorite people in the random crew. Yes. That has been on the show. Yes. Yes. What's up, Shelly? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, she uh now look. It's been a while since, you know, we had her on. We had her on way back in the day. And I asked her to be on um at the last minute of the day and she was like, What? You asking me? You know, like we like like we were getting big time or something. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's still a microphone in a in a computer room. It's, it's I know, right? Nothing That's how special. It. Ain't nothing special going on here. <laughs> Ain't no producers yet. <laughs> so let me know if you need one. <laughs> all right, we sure will. All right, so um, of course, if you're listening to the show, that means you already probably know this, but 
on the off chance you don't you can find the show by going to itunes facebook and podomatic search for the black guy who tips um our podcast will come up on any of those sites and you can listen there you can join our facebook group or you know you can interact with us we always try to keep up with our fans um and of course you can uh email the show the black guy tips at gmail.com and you can call the show 704-557-0186 and leave us a voicemail uh which we respond to on uh saturdays um and you know we always try to you know basically keep in touch with the people who listen to us and support us um and of course part of that is twitter yes sir you can follow us on twitter i'm at rodimus prime i'm say that again that s and d-a-t yep and uh you know uh michelle you want to do your twitter or no you don't have to oh yeah it's cool because um if you don't look legit i won't approve you <laughs> at Michelle Charest. All right. So if you look like a spammer, yeah, you're not getting approved. All right. <laughs> so, so you can always, you know, interact with us on Twitter. And I created a Twitter list of the people who've been on the show, and uh, you know, I have everybody there. So if you just want to follow that list, that's a good way to find out what kind of you know society have we created with this uh work <laughs> podcasting <laughs> you know what um recently um i got an email about some sort of like company that tracks twitters and people who tweet yeah and it like classifies you into different categories and apparently rod you are a thought leader according to them <laughs> a thought leader <laughs> yeah apparently your opinions influence a whole portion of twitter wow well so put that in your pipe and smoke it yeah, that yeah. and uh, that and about three dollars and seventy five cent will get me a bus ticket right uptown. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, and uh, speaking of which, um, as far as uh, the show, don't forget the official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. <laughs> I think she was sad about that one. And um, you know, let me go ahead and drop this. You know, um, this podcast. It's sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. Visit www.shadowdogproductions.com for 10 to 30 minute audio plays, which are like old radio plays from the 20s and 30s. Uh, you pay a couple bucks, you download them to your iPod or your MP3 player, listen to them while you drive, while you work out, while you run, while you fuck, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can listen to it. It doesn't matter, Michelle. You could be doing math. And you can listen to this shit. They don't care. Nope. Just you just go and you pay for it on iTunes. Uh, you listen. Put on that shadow dog. Son. Yeah. Put the shadow dog on, and then you know whatever you you about to do a gang bang. Bam. Maybe you put that in the background. Um. There's a new one every week, and they range from comedies, horror, drama, uh, science fiction. Um. Uh, just remember that that's uh, shadowdogproductions.com. Um. And they sponsored this podcast, and you know we want to thank them for that. Thank you, um, guys. So. You know, but yeah, check them out, man. If you guys really want to show, like, you're like, oh, man, I don't have any money to give. I'm scared of the internet. I, I see this PayPal button, and I, I think it's going to do something to me. Well, you can at least, the very least you can do if you enjoy this show is go to ShadowDogProductions.com. Just go to their website. Let them see some traffic yeah. from, you know, the uh, fans. Yes. Yeah, from our fans. And they'll be like, oh, shit, it's worthwhile investing in these guys. That's right. So, you know, do that shit, man. While you're listening right now, you're at work. Just type it in and go there and look around before your boss gets back. That's all you got to do. Um, so, uh, getting into some random thoughts. Uh, 
I'm gonna let Nichelle do some of hers. Cool. Cause you know we was we were talking earlier and I, I'm kind of running low today. Okay. I have some, but I, I will do mine after she does hers. Cause whatever she wants to do, let's kick it with her and let her talk. Cause we're not big time. No. You know what not. I'm saying? We just do what y'all want to do. I don't That's give a fuck. That's right. So, uh, what's up, man? What do you want to say, Shelly? Okay, I, I've got a couple of things. The first thing I saw today was on Huffington Post. Get this. There's a guy who's been, um, trying cases as a lawyer. Over 60 cases. Apparently, he's won a couple of them with no law degree. They just now figured this out. Wow. I hear Malik, 47-year-old man from Skokie, Illinois, apparently walked around the courtroom like he was a hotshot, strutting around to one of his clients. And apparently, he was charging people on traffic court cases, mortgage foreclosures, and some low-level criminal offenses. But apparently, he had committed enough crimes, apparently, that he was familiar with the law. That he could impersonate a lawyer. This dude was getting paid like between five hundred to forty five hundred dollars per client. Holy shit! That's amazing. And all I could think of when I first read this was like, man, if only he could use his powers for good. But maybe he was in a way. Yeah, it sounds like he was using it for good. I mean, if he won a couple, I mean, I guess uh, that's better than you know none. But I mean, for those ones that he won. I mean, how awesome is that? Mm-hmm. I, do you think is now, Rob, is, is he going to represent himself? <laughs> <laughs> I think he uh, should, and I would love for him to get off, and then we can have like some type of movie about it. Yes, and on top of that, that shows that goes to show you how uh, simplified our system is. That if you get arrested enough times, you can figure out how to get over the shit. Oh, I've heard that one before, and I know what I you're talking about great. on that shit right there. I think it's great because you know what? Getting a lawyer costs so much money. It's a racket. Let's be real. It's a racket. If you had a little bit of time and an initiative, you can look up these things yourself. But they discourage you, and and even if you're right, they're like, no, just go ahead and get a lawyer. It's a racket. I yeah. Mean, if you can de- successfully defend yourself and save yourself like a G, why not? Yeah, definitely, man. Those lawyers are a huge ripoff. I remember when I went to court uh, over a traffic ticket that I got uh, for speeding when I was driving back to Fayetteville State one time. And, um, oh, Broncos? I- Bronco Pride? So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I go there and um you know I, I'm like fuck it I'm going to court I'm gonna fight this I'm gonna go plead for a prayerful judgment which apparently if you're a first time offender and all this shit you can do you can get off and whatnot you know and uh it won't get I wonder if I could do that for murder um I don't know I don't know you should try it though get get that dude Tariq to represent you and maybe that's what he was using um <laughs> like he probably just learned one trick and he was just trying that shit for everything <laughs> Um, so yeah, I go up in there and the dude's like, uh, okay, uh, do, how do you plead? Cause I didn't have a lawyer. And, uh, he says guilty or not guilty. I said not guilty. And I said, I want to plead, uh, prayer for judgment. And he goes, so are you responsible or are you not responsible? And I'm like, uh, I'm a, I'm responsible. I'm a responsible person. He's like guilty. 250 plus court costs. And I'm like, if I had a lawyer, Damn. that shit wouldn't happen. You know, so it's it's like, and it's not like the lawyer was gonna go in there and do some mat like shit. No, nah, that just, lawyer would have been like not guilty. He'd have been like not responsible. 
yeah, the lawyer would have just said prayerful judgment or some shit or fill out this form or whatever. You know, they would. It, it's not like it's that complex. You know, they. Trickery, son. Trickery. Yeah, come on, get off work. You go visit some dude in a room, and half of the time the court system doesn't want to deal with your shit anyway, and they're like, uh, yeah, look, sign this form and this form, and uh, pay me fifty dollars and get the fuck out of here. And they don't yeah. care what it is. Nope. You probably can do that for murder. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's I don't know, man. I. I, I I think dude representing everybody and stuff is cool, but if I lost one of those cases, yeah, I'm gonna need a retrial. Thank you. <laughs> I hear that. That was the first thing I thought after I read this was like, if he lost my case, I'm like, new trial, stats. Yeah, oh, seriously. Yeah. And my thing is that how can he go so long without nobody checking his records? See, my theory is uh, a lot of times when black people get to places that they're not supposed to be, you know, like where we decided, like there are no black lawyers. So when you see one, you don't want to question their integrity or their, uh, you know, ability to do the job, because it, it really like makes you look racist, and you they they can pull the whole like, what are you questioning me because a black man can't have a law degree? You know, well, in this case, because he looks you um. He looks uh, Middle Eastern slash Indian from India mm-hmm. too, so you know, you know how exactly. That you can't, you can't. A minority in a place of power, you know, you're scared to check them sometimes. You know, it's like you, maybe I don't want to ask the doctor who's a minority should they be a doctor because you know I don't want them feeling like I'm racist. You know, but ain't that a part of the process to be sure your shit legit, which is don't got nothing to do with the color of your skin. Yeah, that happens all the time that people well, don't check shit. Okay. Remember when you um, who was that guy you guys had on the show before? He's from North Carolina too. He's a doctor. Remember when uh, we Dr. went to the Pitt? gas station and he went like all like, you know, in his sweats, and the dude was like, "Oh, I didn't know you was a. I thought you was a thug or something like that." I thought you was a doctor. Was a doctor. Uh, yeah. And it was just because he switched up his clothes, like. Right. Scary. So you know, a dude in a suit that you know. Knows all the cliches from Law and Order where he learned how to, you know, manipulate the courtroom. You don't want to, you don't want to call him out. Well, that's just like a doctor impersonating doctor from all the cliches me all in. Probably, yeah, it would be the same thing. I mean, I wonder what his law tactics were. I wonder if he was sitting up in there like, uh, objection. I'm out of order. You're out of order. This whole court is out of order. You can't handle the truth. I hope this they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> oh my god. Apparently, according to this article, uh, his father says that it's likely he also picked up some of his legal knowledge from watching television. So you were not far off the mark with yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I believe it. I always say fake I watch Law and Order. Fake it till you make it. You know, I see CSI and I'm like, I could do that. Me too. I can put my shades down and have some theme music. Down. <laughs> down, down, down. Down. Yes, sir. So what up? What's next? So the random. Um, I, I got two more, actually. Um, Keep going. Today, I was just having a moment where I really miss Dave Chappelle. Me you too. Know? And, and I don't know what this says of, about me as a person, but I re- his favorite character, one of the favorite characters I have for him is Tron. Yes. I bought this baby straight cash. <laughs> that like the most random character he ever came up with is my favorite. Look at me, America. This is how Tron is living for the <laughs> city. <laughs> or the best, like 
I used to say this to my roommate in, um, right after college, like before we go to sleep or whatever, please don't think less of me as a person. We'd be like, night and night, keep your buttholes tight. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> charm. Like, say goodbye, going to sleep now. Night my- and night, keep your buttholes tight. My favorite uh, trying quote is uh, when he's like, uh, man, I ain't had sex with Katie. And then they show him in the confession. He's like, I had sex with Katie too, man. She, Katie got some big titties. <laughs> that's my favorite line. I don't know what it means, but that's actually one of my favorite titties. Yeah, I was, that's one of the reasons I was so disappointed with uh, the movie Tron Legacy. Because we went there and I was, you know, I'm like, where the fuck is Tron? It's about some white people. I don't get yeah. this at all. No, not the same. Oh. I was just thinking about that. That That's how Dave Chappelle changed my life. Because when I went to see Tron Legacy, I just felt like, mm, where's he at? On top of the movie being whack to me. I didn't yeah. like the movie. Yeah, what did you guys think of that? Like, I felt like, okay, I'm going to, I felt like the son, there was nothing special about him. If you're the son of the, quote, creator, can you be like the most badass programmer ever? Like, like you should be have a special thing to you. He was so regular. I was disappointed in him. Yeah, everything about that movie was full of missed opportunities. I mean, yes. one, you have the son that has no fucking powers, even though he's some type of computer genius, also. Yeah. And happens to be a total badass athlete that can parasail off a fucking building. But a complete dumbass. Like, are you my dad? You yeah. have aged a bit. Yeah. Oh my God. There was so much about that world also that just makes no fucking sense. And nope. so many movie things that they built up and they didn't take advantage of. Uh, the action scenes uh, were kind of mediocre. And they would set up these like, oh, there's going to be a badass shootout up here. And then, then they wouldn't do shit, you know? No. And but the thing with the uh, the motorcycle where it's like, that's the original motorcycle your father made, and it's still the fastest thing in the gal- in the in the world. Yes, and yes. then it was like, yes, we're gonna see this. Yes, yes. then he rides it to to the city and gives it to a homeless person. Yes, which was pointless. And on top of that, if it was dad to be the creator, they really didn't go into how he was able to do all these things. He just shows up, turns out the lights by touching the ground. All of a sudden, he's a badass. You're like, well, you didn't really set up a plot. You didn't yeah. really show me anything he could really do. You didn't really show me. And on top of that, the villain wasn't that great. You didn't show me what made the villain badass. Yeah, Clue was really not that badass, honestly. And um, the other thing that the, the most damning thing, too, was like uh, the the character that was played by Jeff Bridges uh, as he reprised his old role was like completely uh antithetical to a fucking uh action movie everything he was like the dude you know like oh no let's (laughs) let's not fight dude that's crazy let's just chill out and you know and and they never explain what the fucking isos are why they're so important you know you know i'm glad you brought that up because i love the concept of like this spontaneous um generation of life in this digital world like because i felt like that that was the touch of maybe divinity showing that life can just appear just because there's will manifesting like there's some sort of thing and you're right they did not take advantage of that at all yes we had the one last ice though right like it would be it would have been great if they could explain because he's like because he says he's vague like it could change everything man bio digital jazz it could give it could give medicine, religion, I'm talking, you know, travel, I'm talking teleportation. You're like, oh, cool. 
so how? Like, yes. <laughs> show me. Do. Yeah, and then the the, the the ISO, the chick that plays the ISO in the movie, she never really does anything. So it's not like she's showing me uh, these great uh, this great potential where I'm like, oh, okay, I see why she's so important. Yeah. I'm just sitting up there like, so they gotta save this chick? I thought she was like the greatest thing of all time. Yes. But why? It's like a bad magic trick without pulling a rabbit out the hat. Yeah, I hated the movie. It sucked. I and like the only people potential. It, it did I think the only people that liked it wanted to like it you know what I'm saying like it's just one of those like I was gonna like this no matter what but yeah we got movies like that yes yeah or, or it was uh, if you did or you liked it because you were just like I don't give a fuck light cycles and disc and I don't 3D <laughs> yes. so I don't give a fuck like, sparkles blow up I'm in yeah so okay and, so so did you guys see the first Tron, the first movie? No. Years ago. I never have. And I'm going to tell you what someone who, who did see it told me. He said that the reason why he thought the second movie didn't do as well is because the first movie had a lot of sexual undertones to it. You know, and I was like, I need to see Tron 1 because maybe that's the difference. Because here's the difference between Tron 1 and Tron 2. The first one was not produced by Disney, did not do very well in the theaters when it first came out. It just become a un- it just became an underground cult hit. Oh. The second one, this is after Disney buys up, like, you know, the movie studio. So, obviously, they had this hand in, their hand in this. Because I believe this movie was, like, PG. Was it yeah. PG or PG-13? PG. So, even if they wanted to tackle heavier themes, they couldn't. Well, I mean, it, well, first of all, old girl was looking sexy as, as they yes. tried to make. So, you know. Yeah. But, um, and then they... going to be for Halloween next year. <laughs> that and call it a day. I know. I'm going to say, Rod, push this and I'm just going to light up. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, they had uh, the, the, the son who was, you know, walking around shirtless for a while. But I, I will say this, man. Um, ah. the, it wasn't about the, the sexual undertones or anything like that. The world has fucking changed in the last, like, 20-something yes. years. So, when that movie was released, there was no fucking internet. There was, no. you know, so, like, they haven't really uh they really didn't show any ability to adjust to the current world and people people in general because of the internet and computers becoming so widespread we know way more about computers than people did back in like 1979 that's true so uh so they can't just throw bullshit terms at us like there's isos and have us go oh yeah yeah, ISO. No, somebody gonna be like ISO. Do, 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 do. Right. Never heard of that shit. What is this? I yeah. googled it. Like that. Like, what is the digital representation that you're trying to c- convey like, here? What is right. this? What am I supposed to use in my own brain? Because other things in the world make sense. Oh, this is a program. Yes. So even though it's represented as some type of person, it's really just a program. Yes. But there's no other. Like now that I know shit, it's it's like you can't just get away with that. Not only that, my thing about the programs, where are the programs? How did he create them? What, did he just think them and they just appeared? Like, my thing is that I wish they would have gone into more details about how the world was created. All you seen was just stuff popping up, but you didn't really see how he created the world. Yeah, I don't know. I will say this. I did enjoy Tron, the the movie Tron, because he was like a badass when he changed them into Rennes Slayer, whatever his name was, his new name was. I was like, man, he's like MF and Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe just busting in, tearing stuff up. Oh, yeah, that is right. He, he was, Tron was in the movie for all of like five minutes. <laughs> but when he was there, he was just like a badass. I yeah. loved it. The, the dude, only thing I didn't like, and tell me if you agree with this, Rod. 
Remember at the end when he goes from like red to blue and he's like, I protect the user. Yeah. There was nothing to, it wasn't like he had a heart to heart with the sun all of a sudden. Like they fought and he was like, remember who you are. Or there wasn't a moment like that. It was like, dude, I'm shooting him down. I'm shooting him down. Wait, I think I want to turn blue now. Okay. Yeah, yeah I thought it was Explanation. whack. I thought the part with him was whack too. Like, I just thought it was whack, man. Like, dude. Well, I don't know. It was just whack, man. Let's move on. I don't want to fucking ruin it as more than we already have for people that want to see it, but it's whack. And if you don't see it in 3D, you probably should just skip it all together. Yeah. Um, my my second to last topic, because my very last topic will be Inception. I know you guys have talked about this before, but I got to bring it up again. All okay, right. my second to last topic is this. Nicki Minaj. Why you got? Maybe I'm out of touch with hip hop. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know what's going on. But why the hate for Nicki Minaj? I feel like she's the only rapper who happens to be a female that's representing women. I don't know enough about her to really make a judgment. But why the hate on Nicki Minaj? All right, let me throw this out at you. Um, when it comes to big time Hollywood producers who are able to create their own movies and get them out, there's only one. Right now, and that's Tyler Perry. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even disagreeing. I'm I'm accepting this. I'm just accepting it because you know it is what it is. Ah. Right now, to me, being are you saying she's a, she's a Tyler Perry of rap? I'm just I'm giving I'm giving I'm not saying she is. I'm giving a, I'm I'm just analyzing and giving a comparison. Right. Okay. I'm saying I'm saying. Cause I one, I don't think she's as reprehensible as other people. But let me let me at least explain what I where the logic is. Okay. The logic is just because there's a black man in Hollywood putting out stuff, I don't have to support him based simply off of that. If I feel what he's putting out is not quality and isn't good, uh, period. You know what and I'm saying? I don't have to like it just because it's black. Right. So same thing with Nicki Minaj as a female rapper. Just because she's the only real female rapper out there in the mainstream moving units. Right now. It doesn't mean that females or hip-hop fans have to accept her and her brand of music as anything more than what it is. You know, So if it's trash, if you feel that she can't really rap and you feel that she's not talking about shit, that's okay to say. You don't have to, you know, if anything... The landscape is more to blame for the fact that there's not more people out there offering a diverse selection of entertainment, whether it be music or movies or whatever. So it's not really it's 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 a catch twenty two. It's not really her fault that she's the, the the one representative. But as a fan, I don't need to like coddle her. Like it, it fucking sucks. It sucks. Yeah, like me and Roger have talked about, man. And I don't understand the beef between her and Lil' Kim. Them bitches come from the same cloth. They all talk about fucking. They all talk about sex. They all talk about eating pussy. They all talk about all this random stuff. Uh, but one's hot now and one was hot 20 years ago. Y'all gotta work together to, to bitches unite. Do whatever you need to do. You know, I know, right? That's something to each other up to get out there. I mean, because it's not like y'all coming with anything new. It's not like y'all coming, expanding our minds and making everybody say, whoa, I never heard that before. Nah, a lot of them, and, and, and we've talked about this before, even with a lot of rappers in the past, female rappers, they almost always, with the exception of a handful, had to come off with this dude's feeling. Like, they almost had to come out like, yeah, I'm a bitch, but I got a 
dick and I got something for you. No, you got a coochie. Rap like you got a coochie. Give me things that can relate to me as a female, because I got breasts too. But dudes said expect that, but in reality they don't, because they really want you to rap like they do. It's almost very confusing, but if you come too different, won't nobody even respect you in a hip-hop game. So, you know, let her, I, I mean, she do what she do. I don't care too much for her, but she do what she do. I wonder if she's just trying to get that cash right now. You know what of I'm course. saying? Like, I'm going to be this to go ahead and get this cash. But here's another thing I want to talk about regarding Nicki Minaj. Okay, two more things. Monster, what did you guys think of Kanye West's Monster video in the song? I'm kind of like, I was, I've was. i always been a Kanye West fan. I've always loved him. But this latest, me, I just can't get into it. And I want to because I love him, but I can't. Uh, okay, number one, get this cash is kind of like, uh, it's not really to me a justification for any means necessary, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you could kill a nigga and get paid $50,000, it ain't really a good thing to do, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I ain't gonna say just because she's trying to get money that it's alright for her to be whack, but anyway, I'm... You know, good for her. Yeah, but but, but like, I I'm not about to say her music ain't whack. Yeah, but that's like I said, that goes back to this is what people been doing for a long time. Because like I said before, coochie sales, coochie sales. Yeah. You know, breast sales, hip sales, titties, as Roger like to call it, all that stuff sales. You know, so if you can shake it and flaunt it, and you got it, and they can make you like a quote unquote Barbie doll. Right. You know. That's her way, and on top of that, she's a one-trick pony. So I promise you, she's gonna be like Soldier Boy and some of these other people when she come out with a second and third album. Ain't nobody gonna buy that shit when the next new hot thing's out. So she's trying to make her money while she can. Yeah, I just all my only point here is I can understand your motivation to get money, but there's many ways to get money. I don't have to respect them all. Is all I'm saying. I'm not. She could. I don't give a fuck what happens to Nicki Minaj. You know, tomorrow, it really won't move my world one way or the other. But it's not, I'm not going to say like, well, she, you're getting money, so anything you do, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not that person. I'm sorry. You, you, you got principles. You got standards. Yeah, and I'm writing this shit down because we're going to come back to this on a more important topic later. But yeah, uh, and you, you know, another thing about Nicki Minaj, and this is something I felt like um, either she should stand for this or not. If you notice, a lot of times she, she seems like she has bisexual tendencies. To me, like she's trying to pull a a rapper version of the Lady Gaga thing. Like I love the gays, and then it was like when people started asking her because if you listen to her lyrics, especially in the the rap line she has with Usher song "Little Freak," right. she says some very suggestive things. But then when you ask her about it, she backs off. So it's like, well, Nicki Minaj, are you just saying this because you want to appeal to that audience? Because um, when you guys were interviewing that. Was it the player hater? So he used to be in the music industry, like and he oh, was that was, uh, was targeting the, the dark hater, the dark hater, the dark hater. Um, how Rihanna was tar- targeting the gays, and someone else was like maybe Nicki Minaj is trying to do this by make by making her lyrics very ambiguous, like talking about being into women as well. She definitely is. Gay people have a lot of money. Gay people have a lot of money and no kids. She's definitely doing yeah. that. Um, but uh, the other point you said about Monster. I think her verse was the best on Monster, and it's probably her most listenable uh, uh, attempt at music because Kanye did so much with that beat behind her and adjusted to her voice changes and her personality changes Mm -hmm. and um, really was able to make her um, 
you know her uh her shine her shine make her stand out uh, unlike everybody else on the track who he didn't have to do that for but uh it took somebody as brilliant as Kanye to match that and to make her seem less uh or make her skip hold on it make her schizophrenia sound almost uh Normal? you know yeah, 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 yeah. Like it, it sounded dope because he was his genius was able to understand you can work with this here and this is what you need to do. I really wish she had a whole album like that where yeah. you know. And I've listened to her album. You know what I'm saying? So this, this okay. is just me shitting on her from afar. And also, like I said for before before we even started this, I still I don't find her as reprehensible as other people do. These the people that are just like she whack. She is she is not she alright. She is alright. That's all. It's not doesn't mean so Do you feel like if she had a real message she would be better as opposed to just regurgitating stuff we've heard before just in different voices? Um, yeah, definitely, man. If she has something to say, I think it would change my view about her because I always like artists that have something to say. But she don't have shit to say. She just, yeah. like you say, like y'all said, she's trying to get money and she seems like a walking fucking uh, Target demo machine where she's just like, all right, I gotta get the gays. All right, I gotta get the little girls to talk about Barbies. I gotta get this. I gotta get that. Like, I get it. You just, you're a cash register. You just want money. But, Judging. you know, whatever. I ain't gotta respect that shit. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, when I was talking about Inception, mm-hmm. I have, I, I bought the DVD. I have watched this movie a minimum of seven times since I've bought the DVD. <laughs> um, I know, it, it's a shame. I've watched Winter's Bone, because I saw it on your, um, Facebook page, and I was like, well, I'm gonna check this movie out. Loved it, but there's two more movies I wanna see, The Fighter and Black Swan, and I feel like these four movies should be up for best movie of the year right now i'm still down with inception all the way yeah have you guys seen the fighter and black swan yet what movie do you think should be movie of the year between black swan the fighter winter's bone and inception well i've only seen two of those movies black swan and inception we haven't seen the fighter is Um, that out yet it's out yeah Yeah, it's out it's supposed to be really really good yeah i do want to see that uh you know i normally skip like dramas and shit but I'm, I want to check it out because it's getting great reviews um for me I, Inception is the movie of the year uh of all the movies I saw this year which was a lot uh simply because it just left me with that like awe inspiring blown just feeling of like what did I just witness oh my god that was so great uh I, I love the uh at the end of the movie there's just like this uh, silence and hush over the audience like it was yes. so and that and you know people always talk about movies being about you know this that and the other the biggest thing for me movies are about feelings it's about a feeling yes. that you give the audience and that movie gave me a feeling of wonderment and complete you know I was just completely enthralled with the movie so I cannot knock it uh, no other movie made me feel that way the entire year so uh, and Black Swan was close second for me, but I gotta, I gotta give Inception. You that know, means a lot to me. Your opinion on that, because um, for me, when I watched Inception, and you tell me if you, if you can co-sign with this, Karen, it was the first movie in a long time that I lost myself in the movie. Meaning, when I was watching it, I forgot that I was in my living room or in the movie theater. I felt like I was part of the team. Like yes. I was them. You know what I mean? Yes. I really felt like that. Like I really had my emotions tied. 
to what the main characters were going through. And it's been a long time, if ever, that I felt that closely um, attached to what a character was going through in a movie. Yes, and I know for me, uh, personally, like Roger said, I think so many people, when they make movies and direct movies, they don't ever think about the person watching the movie. Everybody wants this masterpiece that they want to present to you, but they never think about how is this going to make you feel? How is this going to draw you in? How can I bring you closer to the characters? How can I make you feel emotions for the characters? How can I bring these characters to life? How can I make you care and be concerned and have this uh, connection to the characters? And that's one thing I did like about it. Like you said, we went to the movie theaters to watch Washington 3D IMAX. And the thing about it and it was fun. Oh, it wasn't 3D. It was just IMAX. Okay, it was IMAX. I'm sorry. And the thing about it is that in the scene when the van was tipping back and they had all these dreams going on, it, it was so funny though because the whole time, whenever they went back to like the main, when I was like, slow down, van, slow down, slow down, don't go no faster. It's like I want to jump up and just start screaming at the screen. And it was like, oh my gosh, I really was concerned about them getting out, concerned about how the dreams were going, concerned about how they intertwined. And I'm like, Roderick, it was like one of the first time in a long time me as a viewer was engulfed and really engulfed to the point to where it could have been a five hour movie. I literally would have sat there for five hours and enjoyed it. Very few movies are like that. Cause we go to the movies all the time and we watch yeah, we watch a 50 minute movie that's worth bullshit and I'm ready to go in 30 minutes. <laughs> so I'm glad that, that I really enjoyed it. So I feel you on that. It, it just, it was just amazing just to have that that heart pounding that you know almost like I'm in your world you know almost like I'm in the van with you when shots are being fired like I could feel the rain hit me type thing yeah, so I really feel just, you on that you're really hoping that a lot of things go right because they have to in order for this like heist this mind heist to be pulled off man and I, I, I enjoyed the rules they set and I enjoyed how, how they just got like right into it like a lot of movies like that they know you're waiting so they, they build up anticipation with like 30-40 minutes of bullshit but pretty much the first introduction is just a, a series of you can do this in this world you can do that in this world you can't do this shit this will kill you and then, <laughs> and then bam like you're right in the shit so I loved it um and uh like and, uh, not to disparage Black Swan, Black Swan is a fucking great movie. It's Everybody not, says yeah, that. We, it, it really yeah. blew me away. And um I it just you know, it's just Inception was just that good, that's all. And and one more thing about Inception before we move on. The thing that I loved about Inception, which a lot of people do terrible, I love the villain. That girl was a crazy bitch. It was like every time she showed up on the scene, she made my heart jump. I don't know about nobody else. I was like, oh, this bitch back. Oh, shit. (laughs) She was was very evil, but very sexy at the same time. Yes. Like, oh, she was like, "I'm, I'm so sexy, but I'm evil. You will, like, fall to my charms. Yeah, yes, she was, was like, yes, she like, didn't fall. You Woo! love me? Oh, I will cut you, nigga. Come on over here and get you some. You know you want it. <laughs> but, so en- but enough about our sex life. I, I know. Mom was hot. Let's be real. I would be like, Mom, I love you. <laughs> she was hot. Yeah, man. They really did a good job of making it an alluring, uh, you know, villain in the in the in the scheme of things man so i enjoyed it man so anyway all right was that was that i'm I'm done with my randoms all right let me do a couple 
and then uh i'm gonna tag in real quick and let me do a couple random thoughts and then we'll uh you know get back to uh some articles later on um so i was thinking maybe we should do the black guy who tips musical and we can sing all the words as opposed to just a regular show one day no um nobody should do i i can't y'all is ci in charlotte this year or no yeah, I yes. think so. But next what you need to do is do like a group podcast. Have everybody come during CI and just boom, special CI podcast, and you have to sing when you talk. <laughs> now, for y'all well, that don't know, the listeners, um, the CI is the CIAA basketball tournament. Um, CIAA is a collection of historically black colleges, and it's uh, you know, basically we have a tournament that turns out to be a fucking party. In Charlotte, it's the whole weekend. Yeah, for a whole week, just about. Yeah, um, it is a whole week. So uh, that's what she's talking about, and um, I don't know if I'm having all them niggas in my house, but <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I about to say, man, we had that. We have all y'all here, man. We won't know how to act. Yeah. You know what? I've never been to y'all's house. I feel like I've been derelict because I've been to Charlotte so few times. I've been to my cousin's house in Harrisburg. But I've never had a chance to pay a visit to y'all's house. And I, like, we went out to eat before, but I've never, like, stopped by. All right, well, feel free, man. Come yeah. do an in-studio uh, guest appearance next time. What, what? So, um, yes. all right, man. Um, Seed stealing. I went to a Bobcast game yesterday, right? And uh, they played the Wizards, and they won. Congrats, you know, whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, and we're sitting, you know, in, like, row Z of the 100 level. Not terrible seats not great seats you know i enjoyed where we sat you know it's fine um weren't a ton of people there but it was a saturday night so it was more than i probably would expect okay. to see the bobcast for the wizards okay so um you know how people are always like man you just buy a ticket for the 200 level you just slide on down to the 100 level you know that's that's what that's how it go man you just do that and and i'm not really against that you know it's kind of like hey I get it. You get over where you can get over. If they ain't checking tickets, that's their fault. Right. I get it. But we need a fucking some etiquette here. We're gonna need a couple rules, okay? Because niggas can't be coming down just stealing your seat at the halftime. Like that's what's good. Yeah. Then on top of that, you know what? It'll make the white girl come out of it. Like, hey, hey, Usher, Usher, this nigga got to move. Yeah. So like, no. I- uh-huh. No, so I, I'm right. Hell no, you got. And like, I almost never get anything to eat at the games. And if I do, I normally wait till like third quarter or something because yeah. halftime the line's too long. You know, yes. whatever, right? So I, uh, you know, it's, it, I go to get something to eat at halftime for like the first time ever, and I'm waiting in line. It's taking for fucking ever, and this nigga tried to skip me in line, which was about to be a problem, but he moved his ass on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I was like, I don't even playing that shit tonight. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to get back to my seat. So, all right, so dude is like, uh, you know, I get my shit. I'm going back to my seat, and remember, we sat here the entire first half in the right seats, the ones that our tickets came with. You That's know, right? I look, and there was nobody in our row except for like maybe two people. Mm-hmm. I get back, our entire row is full. Damn. What? Yeah, and not only is it full. There's some, like, big nigga sitting in the seat next to me, and he's all spread out and shit. Like, his coat is halfway in my seat. I and, hate that. Yeah, he's ch- he took my armrest. He's, like, Aww. you know, he's, he's sitting with the wide leg stand. I paid for this seat, motherfucker. Give me my armrest. Yeah, like, we're both, <laughs> and we're both 
bigger gentleman. So it's like, dude, um, we need some etiquette. If you're seat stealing, you're the one who moves, not me. Yeah, yeah, not me. Yeah, and most most people would do that. Like most of the time, you come back and they re- people realize that you're looking and they realize that you're in the seat. They'll just get up. That's not a problem. Yes, and when seat stealing, you have to respect the two seat minimum rule that all gentlemen go by all men do this if you go to the movies with your boy you don't sit next to him you sit at least one seat preferably two seats between you so if you're a seat stealer dude rule like i don't even understand no i I get it chicks are different you guys lift the armrest and hug and shit during the movies Dudes, we're a little different, all right? We like to, uh, you know, we like our space, okay? We don't want to be mistaken for a couple. We just <laughs> we just came to watch a movie together. We'll talk about it later. Oh, my God. So, anyway, man, if you're seat stealing, scope the seats you're going to steal maybe five, ten minutes before halftime. That's Make right. sure no one's sitting there. There was an entire empty row behind us. I was so fucking pissed that I got up and moved to the seat behind me, even though I was in the right I moved, and I would rather be comfortable than be right. That's so I true. moved. You know what I'm saying? But fuck that guy. Learn some etiquette, dog. Have some manners. I don't care about you stealing seats, but how about you don't steal mine next to me? You know? That's true. I respect that because I went to go see a Beyonce concert in Dallas, and I went with a friend of mine. Long story short, we were seat hopping, but I respect it. If it looked like I was in someone's seat and they were coming. I respected them, and I was like, okay, sorry, I'm in your seat. You know, there's a certain etiquette, like a yeah. politeness you do. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to go and get these other seats that's even closer. Thank you. Right. Thank you. right. I'm exactly. not going to be sitting there, posted up in there like, well, you better move because, you know, I'm sitting here. No. No. Yeah, I don't like that shit, dog. Um, also, man, I, I was at the ATM the other day, and a cop car pulled up behind me. Mm-hmm. And my immediate first thought was... What the fuck does he think I'm doing wrong? Does he think I'm robbing an ATM? Yes. <laughs> like, how fucked up is that? They even have a thought like that. Like, So that's your first thought. That was my first thought. My, I didn't even think about until I pulled off and was away. And I was like, oh, shit, cops probably go to the ATM, too. <laughs> yes, they do. Right? I just he never was trying to get him a, a, a mocha. That's all he was trying to get for $20 so he can go to Starbucks and get back on patrol. Yeah, those those Krispy Kremes don't always take debit cards, you know? So I understood. <laughs> but I was just like, I couldn't believe that I... Like, as I was ashamed of myself as I drove off. Like, why did I think I was a suspect? No, I didn't do anything no. wrong. and a lot of times when the police pull behind you, sometimes, I can't speak about nobody else, but sometimes as a black person makes you want to piss on yourself, you start checking shit. Is my mirror straight? Are my lights out? And right. And like, oh shit, I don't want to be the nigga they pull over and decide to beat today. But it was at, it was at the ATM. I was, like, almost parked. Like, it was just crazy because... You know, I was doing the opposite of a robbery. I was making a deposit. Like, it had nothing to do with any criminal enterprise at all. It don't matter. Black people and police don't mix. I know. I know, man. And you know what's so crazy about that? Y'all know, I don't even care. I live in Little Rock. City of, um, let's just say, there's been a little bit of racial tension in the past. Mm -hmm. And even still, even if I'm doing everything right... And I'm a female. Like, when I see a cop car, I, I, I get a little bit nervous. And then I get mad because I'm nervous. Right. I get mad because I'm like, I haven't done anything wrong. All of my stuff is up to date. 
why do I feel nervous about this? I agree, man. I do the same thing. And, and, and you know what? Talking about that, man, I remember um, I was coming home and I was in a neighborhood that wasn't such a great neighborhood, but I knew I wasn't doing anything. I knew I wasn't doing anything illegal. So I was going and a police officer, she pulled up behind me real tight. Then she backed up. She pulled up behind me real tight again. Then she backed up. And I was thinking, oh, shit, am I about to get arrested? Right. You know, and all that happened was that we moved. And in the process of moving, they sent the sticker. In North Carolina, you have to have, like, stickers on your tag. They sent yeah. stickers on the tag to the old address. So we never got the new address. So I didn't know that they had to be renewed. So that's what she was verifying. But at the same time, to tell you the truth, I really think she was checking to see if my shit was stolen and to see if I was wanted for a drug dealing. <laughs> for for real, I, I think she was like, "Oh, it's a nigga in the car. Let's check everything to be sure." Everybody, because she scared the shit out of me, because she pulled up behind me real tight and then backed out. She pulled up behind. I was like, "Oh shit!" She called for backup of I me. Mean, am I about to be on yeah. cops? I didn't understand this shit. I'm black, and I and, and I know it's good officers out there. But you don't understand. Yeah. I've seen cops. I've seen, you know, all this stuff that happens. And as a black person, it just makes you nervous. I don't automatically yeah. assume that I got rights. Yeah. Right. I know. And, and and I try not to take it, like, personally. Because sometimes it just is, oh, my sticker is expired. I just need to go. And I'll get a pass. But I think because of the history. Yeah. You know, in the U.S., like, like profiling. Because this is. And you guys tell me what you think about this. When it comes to racial profiling, if someone's going to racial profile at the airport, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and check that dude from um from Iraq because I, I, I need my flight to be okay. <laughs> when it comes to driving, I'm like, I'm doing a speed limit. My things are up to date. Why are you on, like, my ass? I'm like, why are you right behind me? Yeah, I'm not really a, a person that supports racial profiling of any kind, but I understand. Like, I'm not, like, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I really wish there was another way to do this shit. And there you is. Know? There and, is. um, well, I, at the airport, definitely, uh, there is. But at the same time, we're Americans. We're gonna do the easiest shit. That's why we got the shit that just takes a picture of your body. And we got, we got the fucking racial profiling shit. Like, we're just like, we like, trying to do... I'm up on my fitness because I know they're going to take a picture of my body. So, right. hold on. Check this out. Pow. How you like me now? Because <laughs> they're not going to be like, let's investigate and find out who the Al-Qaeda is talking to. They're just like, fuck that shit. Take a picture of him. Does he have on pants or does he have on C4? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, suck it, suck it. Shit, this one got on thongs. Right. Well, it's like if they got on C4, then we need to do, do some type of check. You know, we need to stop. But anyway, um, we went to Radio Shack the other day. Yes, we and did. And all I got to say about Radio Shack is uh, they are the shadiest of all the electronic retailers. Yes, they do. Why? Why? I felt like we bought some shit out of, uh, oh, that fell out the truck. back of the truck. Yeah. I know. Like we, a dude was selling us something that he didn't know how much it cost. He no. didn't know what it did. And he was surprised that, that how much that shit rung up. Yeah, yeah. It was strange. It was so bad. I made him take it out the box and show me in the store. I was like, let me see what's in there. I don't know yes, if I believe yes, you. Let's be sure a crackhead didn't send it to you. All the parts are there. Yeah. Let's and, move it around and shake it. Does it work? Plug it up. And the other thing about uh, about Radio Shack that 
Like, it's awesome, but it's also shady. These niggas got a cord for everything, dog. If you're like, I need a cord that can let, that can connect my blender to my car battery. They have a fucking cord for that. Yes, that's why they're still in business. Yeah, like they have, they are the cord superstore, dude. You like, I need a, I need a, a cord that can connect the thing in Iron Man's chest to, a, <laughs> to a nuclear reactor and they have that shit, dude. Yes. And can you do an iPod and an iPhone connection. You got that shit too. How much you? How, how yeah, many you need? you can go to an iPod and an iPhone. They don't give a fuck. It's uh, amazing. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. That's, uh, they probably got some shit that will make your iPhone into a radio. Yeah, right? so he told us the return policy. And I, he didn't sound like he was sure. I told Roger, you better plug that shit as soon as we get home. Because they might not accept this. You yeah. know what I really want to ask you guys about? I forgot about this until just now. What happened on Channel 9? That woman holding that station hostage. Because you know that's my business. Oh, man. I don't even... I don't even know the whole story that I keep hearing people bring it up. I haven't even looked into it, so don't get me to lie about it. I know it's some type of hostage situation, but anyway. Okay, for listeners, here's what's happened, and I found out about this all the way in Little Rock. Apparently a woman had some um some problems and she wanted to talk about it with somebody and she decided to go to Channel Nine News in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so she brought a gun out there, so they were like Oh my God! Yes, you can do whatever you want. Come on in the station. And um, so she she had some grievances. She wanted to air. She wanted to talk about it with somebody, and she decided to go to that station. Also, ironically enough, Rod, I had um considered getting a job at that station. Anyhow, um, <laughs> yes. Um, she come to find out, gun didn't have any bullets at all. The station, I, I guess they didn't do the 11 o'clock news after that. I feel like you should have because the biggest story of the night happened at your station, but whatever. Well, I have, uh, uh I have the article here if you want me to read some. Oh, yes, yes. Tell me about it. Yes. Okay. A woman distraught over a financial situation walked into a lobby of a TV station during this Tuesday evening news broadcast, pulled out what turned out to be an unloaded gun and put it to her head. The, the station's general manager says, uh, the station went off the air for about an hour and the building was uh, evacuated and locked down. No one was taken hostage or injured and the police took the woman into custody, uh, said WSOC TV's general manager, Joe Pamela. Uh, I think the experience was more about protecting our employees, Pamela said. It's one of those things I'm thankful we had the security procedures in place. Fortunately, we came out of this unscathed, and that was the most important thing. Uh, they said the woman was taken to the hospital for a mental evaluation and that investigators will determine where the charges will be filed. One number listed under her name was disconnected, and another rang to an answering machine. Um, when the woman became adamant... Oh, wait. Pamela said the woman approached the building around 5 p.m. The station located just north of downtown Charlotte had two sets of doors. One is always locked. People who cannot show they have official business with the station are denied access. When the woman became adamant about entering, a security guard was called over and when she put the gun to her head, oh, that's when she put the gun to her head. Um, and by her head, she mean the own, the woman put the gun to her own head. Uh, she, she never pointed, she never pointed the gun at any individual other than herself. Um, so you gotta wonder what kind of charges those are. Um, and she came here, she wanted attention, um, and, uh, she was talking about financial issues, she was in an accident and said she needed help, so, apparently she needed some attention about her fucking financial situation. You know what's ridiculous, and as 
you know, some people may know or not, I work for a television station. We get um, a lot of calls, and we have regulars. I'll, I'll call them regulars, but there's one guy that the police say has, has mental illness, but we have people who call on the regulars talking about, like one has a crush on one of our anchors, and he'll be like, John Cougar Mellencamp, and then hang up. Wow. And, um, and then he'll call back, and he'll be like, um, Hurt So Good, which is a song by John Cougar Mellencamp, and he'll say the name of the anchor in wow. regards to that. And we've called the cops on him, and they're like, well, he has a mental illness, he lives here, he seems innocent, but I just feel like... Yeah. I feel like he's a... I don't want to say pathetic, not in a derogatory man, means, but in a, in a manner in which... He's an older gentleman. He may, maybe he doesn't have people that um, family that come to visit him, so he calls us and says ridiculous things. Wow! But sometimes it's disturbing because our yes. anchor, she is like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yes. Hang up on him, and it's like, we and we have regulars who call every day about you know come down here and report news, but it's like people don't understand that these anchors are people too yes they are and they get a lot of calls and sometimes the calls are disturbing and we try just to protect them we try not to to tell them that yeah someone calls crazy but sometimes you do because you just don't know like listen someone's been calling a lot tonight let's call the cops and have them like make sure you're escorted to your car and escorted home that's right that's how bad it gets sometimes that's crazy man yeah, and people think that, oh, I'm just making a prank call, or I'm just doing that. No, no, you really freak a person out. Well, I guess I'll have to stop calling uh, WCOC, man. That's crazy. I didn't know it was having that kind of effect. The woman, oh, look, look, she looks good. I like John Cougar Mellencamp. I don't know why it was a problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling her that's my song. Or if you have a call and you've got a news story and you want to talk to your local uh, news channel, that is fine. But make sure you have your stuff in order. Like one day I almost went off on somebody. This guy was like, we want to do a parade for Martin Luther King Day. I was like, okay, that's fine, sir. So where are you going to have it? And uh, and, and, and how long? What time? He's like, it's going to be on MLK Drive. I was like, listen, don't chill out. I'm just asking. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> Who, what, when, where, why? Let's get these these three yeah. W's and the H in here. You like yeah. where? Where are you gonna have this parade on Martin Luther King Day? That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the rap community and Little Rock together, and we got to march. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> who's gonna be on? Who's gonna be involved in the parade? Martin Luther King. Why isn't this bitch listening? <laughs> I keep saying Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King Drive, bitch. <laughs> 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 Calm down, okay? You want to do this professionally? I'm not in the rap world. We need to know the who, what, when, where, why. Here's my <laughs> email address. This is how you're professional, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And you, you know people don't believe in that no more. You even got real editors that don't believe in that no more. You read articles now. They're so damn scatterbrained. you like, I don't understand what the fuck happened to this yeah. article. Well, speaking of... Well, speaking of, uh, you know, hip-hop world... We went to Brick's Pizza uh, the other night, yes, and sir. apparently, and it's in one of the nicest areas in Charlotte. Yes, it is. Apparently, these niggas get down. Yes, they do. After, after, after like the, 10 p.m. And the, and the, and the, put like this, and the good manager's gone, and the good boss is gone. Like they get the night crew in Brick's 
goes hard, Yes, man. they do. We walked in there, they're playing like Kanye. Uh, Ice Cube. They, yes, they play Ice Cube. Nothing but white people in there. Karen and I are the only black people, people there. in there. Really? Yes. And, yeah. and, and, and the funny part was that at first, I was like, okay. But as the music kept playing, it kept getting harder and harder and harder. And before you know it, I was like, well, damn, do I need to push the tables out the way and shake my ass on the floor? Because we're trying to have a party up in here. Yeah, had to cut a rug, man. I, I was, know. I, well, eventually, we was like, we got to leave, man, because when the music gets this good, this is when niggas start shooting. I know, right? Holla, holla, yeah, <laughs> I feel you on that one. The music was good. I have a, um, a co-worker that grew up. He, he happens to be Caucasian. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, even though we get in an argument. He grew up in Miami. Liberty City, holla. Right. And so he feels like he has his black card. And I was like, listen, you can be down for the cause, but if you drop the N-bomb, probably, I'm slapping you in the face. I'm probably punching you in the face. So don't get too fresh. Because he's, he's very cool. He's down with everything. But I'm like, listen, there's just some things you can't say because you are a white person. Okay? No matter how cool you are with me, I will probably punch you in the face. I just want to let you know. Do you have any friends that kind of push the limits? Like, I'm cool. I have black friends. I know. I'm down. I should be able to say, boom. Right. Uh, no. I had one that asked me that bullshit one time, and I let him know it. Un- no uncertain terms. Do not, I will never call him the N-word, never call me that shit. There's no cool way that we can be friends and do that shit. It's, I, it's, it's just disrespectful um, to me, personally. And I will chop you out, motherfucker. Oh. I, you, <laughs> like, I didn't even threaten him. I wasn't even like, black rage, you know. I told him in a very calm, uh, matter-of-fact way, like, dude, uh, we can't roll like that. You know, it's the same way that I've never hung out with a woman that I felt comfortable with calling a bitch or having her, you know, you know, we never roll like that. I've never had a chick in my life. And I've had a lot of female friends. I've never had one where I was like, bitch, please, let's do this. Like, nah, we just, that uh, shit ain't uh, cool. I get it. I don't I, I'm going to say this, though. I, you have done some things to a female that I was just like, not not like bad, but like you have like, I will say at the random table, and this is a throwback, y'all. Y'all may not know about this. You have said some things to a female. I was like, ah! oh, yeah, yeah. I will, evis- I will eviscerate somebody, but I ain't got to disrespect them. You know what I'm saying? That's but different. It was right and saying it. it was what we were all thinking, but we were being polite. And Rob was like, I don't know why you're saying what is now since XYZ ain't here. Yeah. How <laughs> 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 you like my now? We were like, Aah! see, and I didn't even have to call her a bitch. You no, know, I don't. It's just one of those things, man. So uh, I don't know if I'm down with that shit. Like I he had said to look a minute. on his face. I wish everyone in America could see this because it was a table full of people too. And Rod just said what everyone was thinking, like, Aah! and I was like, Aah! yeah. I just for five seconds and then she's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over here and eat with these folks. Yes, we will. And see. I just can't, I just can't, (laughs) I just can't take uh, hypocrisy, man. So like, she was talking shit about people being fake, and then it's like, yeah, kind of like how you haven't sat with us in a minute. Like, there's a common factor here. And you don't fuck with us, but now that your little friends done flaked flipped on you, 
you want to come run to us? Nah, you just like them. Don't you coming over here for no sympathy? You don't, when you see me at the check cashing line, you don't speak to me. Holla 2004. <laughs> Three. <laughs> All right, man. Oh. All right, so I, I was thinking about, uh, we talked about Jehovah's Witnesses yesterday and how to deal with them. And I said, hey, you should just whip your dick out because if they they won't bother you. If you walk around with your dick out, it's like, whoa, leave this nigga alone. And I, like I told you, you don't know what kind of Jehovah's Witness freaks is out there. They might have something for you. Mm-hmm. I'm with Karen on that. I'm, I'm with you, Karen. Whatever. Y'all tripping. You pull your dick out, that is a game changer. And speaking of game changers, I think it's, I thought of another situation where pulling your dick out is appropriate and you should do it, uh, fellas, if you're listening. I know sometimes y'all listen, y'all say, hey, how did you get this wonderful woman? What kind of brain operates that way? Cause I would like a nice woman. And maybe you're stuck in the friend zone right now. Maybe you have a chick that you like her. She's not really feeling you the same way back cause she's not putting it on the line like that. You don't know what to do, man. You're stuck. Well, it's the same way you deal with Jehovah's Witnesses, man. Just pull your dick out. Like, when you're sitting around watching the like movie. Like Tiny did for T.I.? Uh, that is a down-ass bitch. That's all I can say, because I would never do that. Well, oh, you mean trying to jack him off at the, uh, that's different. No, this, this is totally different. Y'all stop. Y'all changing okay, the subject. Just, this is right, completely yeah. different. Right now, it is a nigga that has listened to this, and he has, like, sat on the couch and watched uh entire romantic comedy with a chick that he would love to have sex with but he's scared to make that move and he don't want to quote unquote mess up their friendship which is kind of a false friendship because it's predicated on the fact that he wants to fuck her and she won't let him or whatever and maybe and maybe he is sitting with that chick that would be down for that that is just waiting for the dick to come out all i'm saying is listen your friendship is already fake Okay, I know you feel like right now, like I would miss this girl if we didn't hang out. No, you won't. It's a fake friendship. You just want to fuck her. Pull your dick out. Pull, listen, pull your dick out, man. Just pull your dick out, and then you look at it like, what do we have here? And then you look at her like, oh, well, what is it? What are we gonna do about this? I have had someone do that to me, Rob, and it 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 it, it didn't uh, end up successfully. Right. I had a dude who whipped it out, and I was like, if you don't put that back in, I will slap you in the face, and also bring attention to it to everyone in this room. And he put it back in. But the positive is to that is you know very quickly that he's not really trying to be your friend. He's trying to fuck. Exactly. So you know exactly how you need to handle that situation. That's my entire point. That's how you get out the friend zone. Because it doesn't, listen, the friend zone is a terrible place to be, alright? Yes, it it's, is. The only thing about the friend zone that is, you know, that, that is beneficial is I get to hang around with this chick. But all you end up doing is all the bullshit that men in relationships don't want to do. I don't want to go shopping with you. I don't want to watch this bullshit movie with you. I'm not trying to cuddle. I want to fuck. So get your dick out. You know what I'm saying? And you are guaranteed good or bad. It makes the game real. You're right. It makes the game real. You're like, whoa, this dude is not trying to be like my bitch. Right. She has to make it. I'm going to be real. As a woman, when I was very much single and just like whatever I want to do, that's it. There are two different men. There's the men that you want to fuck, and there's the men I want to go to the movies with, and let's go out to eat, and let's hang out. And and there's a very difference. 
uh, a dividing line between the two and yes. how you treat them. And if you're the one who allows himself to be the movie guy, the dinner guy, you're going to always be that guy. You're not going to be the guy that's like getting the full Monty. If yes. You and if you're in you the friend zone. Dice. And you know what? It's hard because sometimes a woman will reject you and be like, fuck that. I don't, I don't give a shit. You pulled your dick out. I'm not impressed. So guess what? You're out of my life. You have to be able to deal with that hit and take the medicine. It, it tastes bad, but that's what it is. Well, more than likely. Sometimes if you do it, you might get what you want. More than likely, she will reject you. Let me just start right there. Number one, she is probably not down with that shit. That's why she ain't fucked you yet. So, I'm more, you know what I'm saying? So, number one. No, I'm going to tell you this, Rob. Like, uh, Rod. <laughs> I will say this. Um, if a guy shows, to me, back when I was single, if he shows that he has a little freakiness, that he has a little initiative, and he wants to flip over the chessboard, I'm like, wow. Okay, finally. Good, good. I, I see you have something different. But if you're timid, and you're like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, whatever. Shell, all I'm saying is this. Listen, listen. There are way more dudes in your life that have wanted to fuck you and were not able to than than, than there is the opposite. And pulling the dick out is only going to change the game in a now she has to make a decision way. It's not going to, you're not going to be fucking extra guys. There's no dude in your life that you would not have fucked that if he would have pulled his dick out, you would have said, well, you know what? I think I am down. No, you're not fucking down, but I just need a decision so I can stop paying for these dinners and shit. Yes, it's two things. I'm I'm sorry, Rob, but you can't tell if someone is a freak just from dinner. Some no, I'm not. I know. I know. But I'm they just. They gotta like give you a hint. I know. I'm just. Let I'll, me know. If you're not, guess what? They're just paying for dinner. Right. I'm saying there's some dudes that you would have fucked if they pulled their dick out. No doubt. Okay? <laughs> but there's way more <laughs> that have been your friend and thought they could, that wanted to get some. They couldn't wait. They were just like, how do I get some? And it's not gonna fucking happen. Like you're more than like listen, if you're listening to this, maybe you're listening to headphones and you're looking at the chick right now. She isn't probably not gonna fuck you. But if you pull your dick out, there's an off chance she might. And if she doesn't, now you know for sure you can go do better shit. You can go play Halo. You can go fucking work on jump shot. There's a ton of shit that you're not doing right now. Then chasing booty you won't get. And what and, and the thing about it is that when you are talking about pulling out your dick, you're gonna get ill. Nigga, put that away. Right. Or you'll get. Or, ooh. Yeah. I would like to see some more of that. Because there's, there's some, there's some chicks. And, and I'm telling you, it's, it's rare. It's not, it's not a, 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 a often occurrence. There are some chicks that are simply waiting on your dumb ass before the first move. It's not going to happen much, but there are some chicks that are sitting around like, finally, the dig is out. Jesus, you really think I want to watch Sleepers in Seattle at fucking. I know. The Hell no. Right. I'm not caught up with you because we're not in here talking and looking at each other because I could be sleeping. Right. And Shell is thinking about those dudes right now. But I'm saying in general, she's not thinking about the tons of other dudes that was like, hey, can I get that door for you? How would you like to go to the library and study? She ain't thinking about them Hell niggas no. that also would have pulled their dick out and she would have been like, all right, man, the study is over <laughs> That's you right. can go the fuck home. Yes, this party's over. And on top of that, like you was talking about this, I don't care what you say, book or no book, you pull the dick out, your dick might get sucked. I don't care what it you might. say about them Jehovah's Witnesses, 
Right, okay, alright, I hear you. You get points for being bold. With me, with a girl like me, I'm like, ooh, he was cold. I give him points. Because... Points don't count for real. shit let's unless be, you're gonna fuck him, though. be real. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real with this. Uh-huh. If you... I, because I'm a little bit freaky, if you show that you're a little bit freaky, I'm like, ooh, okay, you're not like the typical dude. You're a little bit freaky. I'll give you a little bit, uh, a little more points for that. You right, know, but, but it's, like, women, listen, man, dudes, y'all are listening to this. I, I get that she has good intentions. This is bullshit. Don't believe this shit. Okay? <laughs> listen. <laughs> points, points, points are some imaginary shit that are never gonna work out in your favor. The only time points work out is like gambling. If you lose by three and you happen to get a seven point, you know, spread, then you win the game in gambling. But in real life, these points aren't helping you. So you have to already be close. You, you can't go from a zero. You got to flip it over and just like change the game. Yeah, I'm just saying a zero. Like you're saying if a dude is a 90 and he pulls out his dick, you give him 10 points for it. Oh, he's kind of a freak, and so you go to a hundred. Yes, right. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. But yeah, what? That's true. But what dudes are hearing is, if I'm a zero and I pull my dick out, Shell might give me a chance. No, she's no, not. It's still it's a ten. Yeah. It's a ten out of a hundred. You're losing every yeah. time. You got dudes. If you're a zero, don't whip your dick out because then what? Because I will insult you, and then I will tell all my girls, like, guess what this motherfucker tried to do? Exactly. No, so you I'm, gotta have a certain amount of chutzpah. You have to have a certain amount of, like, flash for me not to insult you and then tell everyone else in the city. Right. Yeah. Now, all I'm saying is, now, fellas, that's that won't work with her if you're a zero. I'm saying if you are a zero, pull your dick out anyway, because it's, it's gonna end, one, it's gonna end the friends off. Two, she's gonna tell chicks about it. And one of them might be the yeah, one. Yeah, they might get down. They might yeah, get down. Yeah, now one of them might be like, oh, really? Oh, well, maybe really? I need to go rent sleepless in Seattle yes, and sir. call him at 2 in the morning. Yes, maybe he might get like, girl, go for it because it ain't for me. Yeah, so I'm just saying, everybody's not somebody's uh, 100 or whatever. I'm That's just right. I'm, I'm just trying to tell y'all to get the fuck out the friend zone. Um, <laughs> all right, man. So uh, Also, also, Rob... Um, another, um, uh, tool you can use to get out of the friend zone, but you gotta be careful how you use it. It's Trish O'Neill's show, and I, I started listening to this two years ago, and it's called, um, it's Patrice O'Neill. He, he has a podcast where he talks about, he calls it bitch management, and it's, yeah. and it's a relationship show. It's a black, um, Philip podcast. And, um, I don't like it because I feel like he gives away too many secrets to how you can manipulate women. Yeah. But it actually works. Well, hey, that's on him. I'm not going to... I ain't promoting that nigga show. I don't listen to it. But... Right. Shell says that's how you get out. I don't know. Y'all... Yeah, I'm only telling you the one way I know. Okay? So I'm not advocating anybody else's shit. The TM Rod is what I'm saying. This is me. <laughs> so, you know, you, this shit is tried and true. It will work or it won't work, but you will be out of the fucking friend zone. Um, That's true. As far as, uh, somebody asked me to bring up, uh, this dude Mudslinger11 on Twitter asked me to bring up real hotness versus work hotness. And work work hotness is a fucking thing. It's you know you hang around with the same people every day a certain amount of time. And the male brain, I don't know if the female brain does this or not, but the male brain for sure does it. Will you start adjusting your hotness level level down 
and you're just grading on a curve at work and you're going, this chick is hot, she's so hot, and dudes will start talking about her, she's so hot, but really what you mean is, she's hot for work, because if you were at a club, you wouldn't look at her twice, like, That's true it's now. simply a work hot thing, and um, I just wanted to say, it's the same thing with Sarah Palin, like, it's the political, it's political hotness, like, yeah. compared to a room of 80 year old white men, yeah, Sarah Palin's pretty hot, compared to a room of just women, Maybe even women that like work in your Zumba class at the YMCA or something. No, not doing hot. it for me. No. So anyway, um, I'll tell you this. Um, you know what? Maybe I won't. All I'm saying is that ever since I moved out to where I'm at, I have expanded my experiences, mm-hmm. and it has been great. Okay. Uh, all right. I don't know if you want to get into that one or not. That seems loaded. Uh, what do you mean experiences? Like racial experiences? Uh, different work experiences? What do you mean? I would say, like, just different. Like, I've contemplated, like, I have a friend of mine that they are, um, swingers. Mm-hmm. They are swingers. And they are so happy. Like, I don't understand, like, how they're still so happy. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a, I'm a jealous person. Like, I could not let my partner go with someone else and be like, okay, that's cool. But some friends of mine have, and they seem to still be strong. So I'm like, how does that work? Well, I mean, I think it could work for sure. I mean, it's not for me, but I, I think there's many different ways for relationships to work. I, I, really, the only rule to relationships is if the shit works for y'all, then it, that's it. I really don't judge anybody's relationship. I I can't do everything that these people do, but yeah, if they, if they I can see how that would work for sure. Um, so what do you mean by expanding your experience, though? I mean, did you holler at one of the swingers, or did you no, get involved, like, or what? Like I became very close friends with them, and I would ask questions like, "How do you deal with this? Like, is jealousy an issue? Like, and and also, how do you find people to like swing with? Yeah, and it seems to be. I mean, very easy. I mean, they Oops. they do it and they find couples. And there's certain rules, like of course, in a first millennium world, there's condoms, of course, and stuff. But it just seems like, how do you not have a grudge against your partner for doing somebody else? Like, like I'm just very curious about how they maintain a relationship because. They have a house together, they have a life together, they have a family together, but still they do this. And I'm like, how do you do that without it falling apart? Like, I, I'm curious about this. I don't know, man. It's like, I still I, don't know. I still don't know. Like, I feel like they're an anomaly in my life. Well, I think, uh, one, there's the ideas that, uh, about relationships in general, and it's something I've realized over the years that most people are fucking selfish, and their entire relationship to the world is so, it's so self-centered that it makes it hard for most people to be in relationships, and it's why most of your relationships are gonna fail, it's why most marriages are gonna fail, you know, it's, it's, people in general, you know, they still operate on like a third grade, like, I tell this person what to do, and they do it, and that's a good relationship, you know, or I want them to have these things, and they have them, and that's my list, therefore it's a good relationship, and then they're divorced two years later, because that fucking list doesn't matter, you know, um, so with the swinger thing, I mean, I think if it's it's kind of a borderline selfish thing and a part borderline selfless thing. It's like in order for me to be able to be sexually satisfied and stimulated by another person, I have to allow my partner 
to do the same and understand that because the first time one of you calls the other one on it, it's gonna be it's gonna come from a bad place where like, dude, you said you were done with this shit. How can you Yeah, not be down now? Yeah. yeah. So I mean and, and most people do have that uh you know, it's it's like they have weighed their selfish instinct and they've kind of um negotiated it and said, Look, I'll I'll negotiate it with you um, we and I'm sure there's other rules and other relationships and it, and it's not one swinger type relationship. There's many different types, um, but I, they basically they legislated out their selfishness. Like okay, which which most relationships do. I'm, don't get me wrong. This is just yeah. they they've legislated it in an arena that most people don't consider, which is the sexual arena. I can't do it. I wouldn't consider it. It's not for me. But I'm not gonna judge them for doing it. If the shit works, the shit works. What can we say? Y'all happy? I find it very curious because they kind of balance somehow. I don't know how to do because I'm I'm a jealous person. Like I can't share, but I feel like like the rationale they give me is like human beings. You're attracted to other people. It's not unreasonable to like want to do someone else. We do it honestly and openly, and it's not hidden. It's not quote cheating. And I'm like. I don't know, like, my emotions make me feel like it would be wrong. Like, I don't get it, but I, I, they're great friends of mine. I love them so much, but I'm just like, I don't, I can't get it for myself. You know what yeah, I mean? I get you. Like, yeah. I, there's a lot of shit, like, um, there's a lot of shit I see all the time where I'm just like, I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's they're, not. They're a lot more honest because I remember one time, a long time ago, we were, um, you had done a blog post about conservative republicans and when they and, and i've seen this myself when they go out and party let me tell you something they are not <laughs> conservative at all but right. they are the wildest people i know but when they're sober and everything's cool i hate that i'm not for that but i'm like but your actions say very much otherwise how do you reconcile that you know yeah i don't i don't get it really i mean but like like I'm saying, I'm not trying to uh, belittle what they're doing. It's not for me, um, and I'm really not judging, man. It just ain't for me. I, you know, it's like if it's, it's like if somebody just told you, like, hey, man, um, I'm going to, uh, I don't know, go skiing next week, and I'm just like, I don't ski. That's about the same weight I put on. I'm a swinger. Okay, cool. <laughs> What, what it, I ain't got nothing I, to do with me. Yeah, it has nothing to do with me. It's not like, you know, they're not propositioning me and shit. So, all right, whatever. Um, all right, let's do some articles. All right. Um, Troy Aikman opens up about why he doesn't talk about his concussions. Now, my thought is that he probably can't remember them, but, you know. Um, as a Hall of Fame quarterback and Fox analyst, Troy Aikman prepares to call Sunday's wildcard game between the Packers and the Eagles, which the Eagles lost. Yeah. He talks to Bob Wolfie of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel regarding an issue that Aikman doesn't talk much about on the air, concussions. Says he's reluct- reluctant to become associated with concussions. I shouldn't be the poster boy for head injury. Aikman said, I have really tried to distance myself from that. I'm 44 years old. I'm completely healthy. I have an active lifestyle. I don't want to be looked at as one who is experiencing some of the things that other players talk about because I'm not. I have been asked to go talk to Congress. I declined. I have not done interviews on it. Um, he is the poster boy for concussions. Come on. 
yeah and it's just funny to me because it's almost like when um and obviously it's not the same but it's almost like when someone's like i've been sexually assaulted or whatnot and sometimes the victim goes into this like I, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to court about that. I mean, it, it, it just happens. It doesn't happen to me. I'm not a victim. You can't be telling me what to. And it's just like, this is like a defense mechanism. Like, he's just trying to act like these concussions didn't happen. And, you know, it, I think it also, you know, with a football player, makes you face your own mortality. You know, I am not going to be here forever. Football players die much earlier than the normal person. And yeah, your fucking brain doesn't grow back. So. <laughs> He don't want to think about that shit. Of course not. That's something when it bounces like a ball, it, it deflates. Yeah, so he says, uh, he tries to talk about, I try to talk about my experience, how it relates to someone who is dealing with it in today's game. Aaron Rodgers, for instance, I don't think I'm really on top of what that guy is feeling. Uh, Aikman shares some details regarding his own concussions, two of which sound alarming. I had one my rookie year. I was knocked out cold for 10 minutes. I had blood coming from my ear. Damn. Damn. This- the second was, uh, I got knocked out in 1993 season NFC Championship against San Francisco. I got knocked out in the third quarter. I spent the night in the hospital. They asked me questions. I didn't know what planet I was on. I still, to this day, have no recollection of ever having played in that game. Ooh. So whenever I see footage of that game, it's like somebody else is out there doing it. That's so strange. Wow. Yeah, man. Concussions are no fucking joke. And, uh, you know, it's funny for him to be like, I have no lingering symptoms. Nigga, you don't remember the game. That is a thing that maybe Congress or somebody wants to hear about. No, and I think the biggest thing, and maybe it's just a macho thing, I think dudes only known as pussies. Well, I'm sorry. Your brain functioning affects you getting pussy, dog. Yes. You know, it's like, come on, you won't remember if you got it last night or not. Won't remember if you got head or not. So, you know, you want to be sure your brain... Well, speaking of an article that uh, we actually talked about, and it's about getting pussy in a way. um, Okay. And I guess they're clarifying on it, too. And uh, let me just say, first of all, um, some, uh, some of our listeners will remember us talking about this article. I cannot believe both these dudes was black involved in this article. This is the craziest shit of all time. Um, Two Wisconsin men. That's right, Wisconsin. Two Wisconsin men, so both the black men in Wisconsin, are in police custody after authorities say they sexually assaulted a woman with a live snake. John Bullock, 20... Yes. John Bullock, 24, and Demonte Jones, 25... And remember, the names weren't released at the time, the first time we read this, so that's probably another reason. Because the mantra, come on. Uh, were arrested for the incident that reportedly took place in November at Jones' home. Uh, the victim told police she was at Jones' residence with a friend where she danced and consumed intoxicants. Uh, huh? Got drunk? It could be, yeah. Could be alcohol, could be uh, mushrooms, could be oh, meth, okay. could be consumed intoxicants. It could be anything. I'm going to tell you what. It happened in Wisconsin. Yeah. Man, those people get tore down drunk. Yes. She was drunk. Okay. So police report that the woman, 32. Now remember, she's 32 hanging out with a 24-year-old and a 25-year-old. Um, invited her into the back bedroom to see his children's pictures and she says when she got there she was struck in the head possibly passing out she told police that she was awoken by Bullock behind her sexually assaulting her while Jones held her down 
Jones, she recalled, then said, I'm going to get the snake. And the victim reports that she reports that she suddenly felt something inside her. The woman. Yes. Um, the woman whose identity is being withheld reports that she believed the snake may have bitten her because she felt a very sharp pain and heard the men and heard the men say, pull it out. The alleged victim told investigators that she, that after the assault, she confronted Jones and asked who the other man was, to which he replied, Benjamin Franklin. Uh, after the arrest, Bullock admitted to the police that he'd had sexual contact with the victim, but insisted it was consensual. Jones, a registered sex offender, monitored by a GPS tracker, initially denied hosting the party, but later admitted the victim and her friend were at his home. Um, wow. One, where's her friend? And what kind of friend takes you to a sex offender's house to party? Like, that does not sound like a good idea. Who lets you, like, Use a snake for a sexual act. Yeah, how do you own? Uh, and what kind of nigga owns a snake? I've never seen that. Like, did he have a samurai sword in the other room or what? Oh. Yeah, that's bullshit, dog. So, all I gotta say about this story is, uh, one, can't believe it was two black dudes. Um, two, uh, this is why I don't party with people that get out of control drunk or no, whatever. because they do some weird shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, not just on the dudes, but also on the chick. Like, a lot of dudes are just like, I'm going to fuck this drunk chick. And I'm always like, you don't worry about that. Like, even if this shit is all in this chick's head, because this is a very bizarre story, mm-hmm. your ass might be going to jail. That's you might have had actual consensual sex. Six. And she was so fucked up that she was like, I believe it was a snake there, and I got bit by the snake, and the the other boy was holding me down. He said his name was Benjamin Franklin. You're like, bitch, you were passed out in the back room for two hours. We was up front playing Nintendo. We have no well, idea what happened matter. back there. It don't matter, though. You know, so, yeah. But anyway, they might have did it because dude's a sex offender, and that is not a good look. No, sir. Um, Speaking of not a good look, um, and I wanted to bring this up. Uh... Of course, everyone's probably talked about it on their shows, or they're going to be talking about it. Um, I'm not going to dwell on it too much, but there was a, a, a Arizona politician who was shot. Um, I think she's in critical condition right yeah, now. Yeah, she is. Um, and she's then, in an induced coma. Okay, and then six more people were shot and killed, and then like 14 more people were shot and wounded or something like that. Sure. Um and apparently they're talking about the the, pla- the suspect, and uh, that's what this article's about. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone wants to know the rationale of the person that does a spree killing. And let me just tell you this. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Not for crazy. There's nothing he can say that will justify what he did. Like, no. this dude's a piece of shit. He's an asshole. He fucked up. Whatever. And he's probably fucking crazy as shit. And you're gonna, like, listen to the articles and read everything you can about this dude. And at the end of the day, you're gonna find out he's fucking insane. There's nothing you can do to make sense of this guy. Listen, listen, Rod. If he's sane enough to make a Facebook or MySpace page, he's sane enough to go to court. Yeah, I don't care about I mean, he's the... he's uh, enough to say, mm-hmm. I plead the fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth. No. You're sane enough to face the death penalty for this. I don't care about the death penalty or not. Honestly, that's like the least of my concerns because mm-hmm. it's Arizona, so I don't know how he cannot get the death penalty. But um, and the, I don't play in Arizona. Yeah, the thing, the main thing with me is like I, 
Matter of fact, I'm not reading this shit. I don't like the people wallowing in the sadness of it. It's like they're addicted to the fucking sadness to the story of it. They're just yeah. oh, this nine year old girl got killed. She was a Rose yeah. Scholar and her dad was a famous baseball player. And it's just like, why do you want to be so fucking sad? This person hurt a lot of people. I just don't want to wallow in it. I'm not gonna like I'm I, I refuse to be like held hostage also by this dude yeah i'm gonna keep having fun i'm gonna keep living my life and because at the end of the day this is what that asshole wants he wants to be talked about he wants us always to try to examine every detail of his stupid ass fucking plan and the shit that he did to these people and in the end of the day it's just some dumbass or whatever a group of dumbasses whoever it is i'm not gonna let this dude take my show hostage take my humor hostage and I really think people need to stop wallowing in the sadness of it as far as trying to make the tragedy worse and worse and worse. And um, the, as an aside, let's get into another topic I really do give a fuck about. Um, people got to stop being hypocrites when it comes to, well, anytime someone does a spree killing or some dumb crazy shit and they want to go, well, we would stop the conservative hate speech on the radio. We would stop... Sarah Palin from doing no, this, then won't. people wouldn't do this shit. And you're like, no, no, they do shit. They would still have access to guns, and they still do crazy shit. People were doing crazy shit before the TV was invented. Yes, they was. They're gonna do crazy shit. They're gonna call the news station and sing songs to the fucking news person. I know it. It's what happens. Them. That's right. We can't, as a society, we either need to pick a side. Either you're so fucking concerned that you need to ban everything. Okay, or you're on the other side where you're just like, fuck it, that's the cost of doing business. And that is, to me, I'm on the, it's the cost of doing business. Because if I were to say Sarah Palin and Bill O'Reilly and -and so-and-so need to be taken off the air because this is the kind of shit that happens, then I also need to say 50 Cent can't make music anymore, Jay-Z needs to stop rapping because there's way more black men dead by somebody who... Uh, and where the trigger was pulled and they were killed by somebody that listens to Jay-Z, 50 Cent, and, you know, all these other niggas that talk about killing this shit in their music. There's way more of that. And that directly fucking concerns me. Directly concerns yeah. me. There's yeah. way more of that shit. So if we're going to pull the, you can't talk about this on the radio, take these guys off the radio, no more Rush Limbaugh, then take all the fucking rap off the radio too. You know, take all the violence out of movies. No, some people just can't fucking handle it. The end. So, anyway. This is ridiculous. Anyway, let's move on to some funny shit, because this shit is impressive. Um, Yes. Um, uh, (laughs) Cougar Cub Perry's not always easy over the long haul. Yes, Cougars and Cubs. So, you know, in the African jungle, you know, this happens, and Oh wait, not the African jungle. This is no, not the African jungle, son. This is real life, right? Kimberly Turner enjoyed the cougar life after a brief teen marriage to her high school sweetheart ended in divorce. Uh, she started off dating guys a few years her junior, then graduated to age <laughs> to age spreads of a decade or more. I was terrified of men my age or older than myself. Really, really afraid, said Turner, a 46-year-old bookkeeper from San Luis Obispo, California. Wow, they really put her shit in there. Uh, (laughs) I guess niggas know what to look for on MySpace now. They do, don't they? They wanted to marry me and put me in a house and keep me there. That seemed They seemed incredibly boring. 
Um, now remember, crazy. Boring is like the fucking the word that crazy goes to right out the gate. That's how you know somebody's crazy when they say normal shit is boring. Like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I think we should maybe move in together. And whoa, whoa, that's boring. Okay, crazy. Uh, <laughs> let me guess. You think we should we should fight every day and have sex outdoors, right? Anyway, um, <laughs> as the years rolled on, though, her dates were closer to her to the age of her twenty five year old daughter. Some of her. Some of her paramours joked that if her offspring was a little bit older, I'd be dating her instead. Which is creepy and not a good joke. Uh, That's a very strange story, Rob. Yeah, how funny is that? Uh, I have a joke. I would like to fuck your daughter. Ha ha. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not, not really the funniest shit that I've ever heard. Um, Alright, so um, she says... <laughs> um, after years of playing Jane to their Tarzan, Turner is happily an ex-cougar, living with a man four years older in a relationship five years stronger and getting stronger. Um, much is much is made of age is a meaningless number in relationships as the cougar craze has become a cultural wallpaper akin to older men, younger women couplings. But does age, in fact, sometimes matter and perhaps more for women than for the Hugh Hefners of the world? First of all, Hugh Hefner's nobody's example to be living by. No, I know. Yeah. He's so wrong. And I don't respect that nigga, because any dude with that much power to get that much pussy, why do you keep fucking the same bitch in different models over and over? Mix it up, you. That's so true. Just call that your dot. Blonde, blue-eyed, slender. And 18. All the same. Like, that is the creepiest shit in the world. And people be like, oh, he's a fucking... Well, look, you can't be mad at LT. And like Hugh Hefner. That, yeah. That's bullshit. There's no difference between those pedophiles. Yes, and it's just like he only like milk chocolate. He don't go for dog chocolate. He don't go for caramel. Who, LT? No, Hugh Hefner. He don't, he don't go for none of that. He no, oh no, he goes he for white. Like he don't go for chocolate at all. What? He oh, don't like vanilla. My bad. Yeah, he vanilla. go for plain vanilla. The same. Exactly. Uh, anyway, man. Um, so what I was going to say about this chick, though, um, I'm, I'm more surprised by the fact that it was a phase for her and I wonder if it's because she got married so young she never got to experience that age of say dating from 25 to 35 or whatever mm-hmm. so you know she had her kid she raised her kid and then she's like cool now I'm gonna start fucking let's go back and it's like going back on Netflix to watch the movies you missed you're like let me go back and see this because one I never saw this stuff. yes sir so she was like, I want. I never got into twenty five year old dick. I need to get some. See what yeah. it's all about. What the phrase is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, here's another story. Man dead after confronting troopers with sword and weapons. Oh. Maryland State uh, Police say a man <laughs> say a man was fatally wounded after he confronted a pair of state troopers with swords that appeared to and what appeared to be a rifle and a handgun. Oh, appeared to be. Wow. The incident, yeah, they don't even know. The incident occurred Friday night in Elkton. Troopers say 25-year-old Jason Honecker called troopers at around 9 p.m. asking for the police to come to his apartment or else he would kill his neighbor. When when two troopers arrived at the apartment, they were met by Honecker's girlfriend. This nigga had a girlfriend? Wow. Women! (laughs) How many fucking times do I have to say this? Stop dating dudes that own swords. I'm sorry, Will. This is crazy. 
They probably didn't know at the time. No, fuck. She lived there. She like, listen, my boyfriend got the sword out again. Like, oh my god. Anyway. Yes, if it's hanging on the wall like a display, run, bitch, run. <laughs> <laughs> That's your sign that you would be the next victim. Uh, Trooper says Hanukkah was also carrying a sword on his belt and a handgun in his waistband. They say he repeatedly ignored orders to drop his weapons. He then pulled the second sword from his belt and pointed it at the troopers. He also threw another sword and a rifle at the troopers. Damn. Yeah, and that's when they shot him. Yes, they should have. They did call the ambulance. He died at the hospital uh, in Delaware. His girlfriend, who was more than eight months pregnant. Wow. Yeah, so she knew about that sword. She'd been there for eight months. She told investigators he'd been drinking vodka late that night, that afternoon, and had consumed a pint of vodka. Ooh, he was getting it in. Yes. A pint. A Whoa. pint. Good God, he was lit. That should have make you want to fight the cops. What? That could have struck his breath on fire. I got so mighty. Investigators, investigators also learned that Hanukkah had been arrested on uh, for last, in last month for assaulting his girlfriend when she obtained an interim protective order against him. She failed to appear for a hearing on the protective order and the case was dismissed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she knew he yeah. was crazy. And on top of that, he had her held up with that damn knife he had on the wall. What you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, he had that so Yeah, he's that bitch. We're going to drop this case. Go on there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so he was definitely. Romanju has not tasted blood in years. Uh, the, the, Let's see if my sword can sing off your blood. <laughs> the neighbor in the apartment next to Hanukkah told investigators he'd go to Hanukkah's apartment and ask him to turn down his loud music. Uh-oh. Just do you know, that's always a problem. Whenever you go next door, they'd be like, can you turn your music down? It's always a problem. Yes, and I guarantee that this dude had been playing loud music all the time. Yes. And he was, you know, he was getting ready to bring a, a baby in the world. He was, maybe this baby's better off without him. That's all I'm saying. Uh, he then came to his apartment and told him if he called the police, he would take it would take seven officers to take him down. The neighbor, Damn. the neighbor told Hanukkah he wasn't calling the police; he just wanted to turn his music down. He described Hanukkah as extremely intoxicated and that he had to assist him in standing upright when he was talking to him. Uh, okay. Wow, he's straight up drunk. Yep, he was straight drunk, and now he's straight dead. Stop fucking with the police, swordsman. This is not the movies. Can't block a bullet with that bullshit. No, you can't. Only in the movies. So, uh, apparently, somebody decided to tear the movies up. A Cambridge oh, man, snap. disappointed in the Brattle Theater screening of Sound of Music, <laughs> was arrested after allegedly smashing all the items in the lobby's concession stand, including a cash register. Oh, somebody told his ass it was a musical. They sing it up in this bitch. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that dude that left uh, Inception early. Oh, yeah. He was so mad. I don't understand this shit. Hell no. It's yeah. all going to run down. Um, all right. Let's, that's all I wanted to do from that article. Uh, why do prison inmates love honey buns so much? Because they... Why do high schoolers love honey buns so much? I don't know, man. Maybe they're talking about tossing salad in prison. Is that what they call it now? No, I, I, I guess your, your buns must be real sweet. Come on over here. Put some, you know, some people like to use syrup or jelly. I use jelly. Get them sweet buns. I use honey. But <laughs> I, I can get some. Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. What up, Florida? The honey buns enter the lockup. The, the wait, the honey buns enter the lockup the same one anyone else does. Bound and escorted through halls and <laughs> sally ports and 
secluded in small boxes solely open for the, from the outside. From Give there, sweet buns. From there, the honey buns languish <laughs> for days, maybe longer, until they're gone. Uh, they are lowly, stu- sturdy food designed for desperate cravings and vending machine convenience. They can endure weeks of neglect and even a mild mashing in the coat pocket or backpack. They are, it should come as no surprise, especially beloved by similarly, similarly hardy but disrespected population, Florida's prison inmates. Inmates in Florida prison systems buy 270,000 honey buns a month. A month? Damn them niggas like sweets, don't they? Do they got teeth? A month. Crazy. Uh, they got teeth. That's the question. How they got that kind of money? Diabetes. Uh, probably one. I mean, when you earning five cents an hour, you know that's all you can afford. Yeah. You sitting up there at work making them a license plate like five more hours, I can get me a honey bun. Wow. Across the state, they sell more than t- tobacco, envelopes, and cans of Coke. Damn. Yeah. Across the state, so not just to inmates, people buy less. Tobacco envelopes and cans of coke that inmates buy honey buns. Wow. Uh, not only that, the honey buns have taken on lives of their own among the criminal class as currency for trades, a bribe for favors, as relievers for stress, and substitutes for addiction. They become birthday cakes, hooch wines, last meals, even ingredients in a massive tax fraud. Damn. Hooch wine? Yeah. What the hell's a hooch wine? Um, I don't know what that shit is. I don't care. Don't give me the line. Okay, I'm just I ain't in the prison. If you know a nigga that know what the hooch wine is, you might want to check his background. Uh, yeah, it's booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> hooch wine. Oh um, maybe considering the honey bun can help us understand life behind bars, and then they go on to extrapolate this long ass shit about honey buns. I just wanted to say niggas love honey buns. Yes, they do. Um, you know how yesterday we read uh Mike uh from uh the uh in the bleachers dot net uh his show. Mm-hmm. We read his email and he said that four locos have been turned into uh ethanol to start cars. Yes. And I laughed because I thought that was hilarious and yeah. a great joke by Mike. Turns out that shit is true. Oh, so they are in them. Company turns Four loco booze into car fuel. The rising popularity of Four loco, the party beverage, both beloved and reviled for its unique and sometimes dangerous mix of alcohol and caffeine, was finally quashed when several states banned it and the FDA sent warning letters to its manufacturers. The FDA and other authorities were concerned about the caffeine's potential to make the effects of alcohol less noticeable and ultimately worse, as well as the brand's popularity among underage drinkers. <laughs> so what do you do with the leftover booze? According to Associated Press story, one company in Virginia is turning into carpool fuel. Oh. The MXI Enterprise is an ethanol recycling company based in Abingdon, Virginia, or Abingdon, uh, told AP that it would be taking in a couple of hundred truckloads of cases of Fort Loco Damn. that won't be sold now that its manufacturers are apt to pull them from the shelves or reformulate it so that it doesn't monster the cap, so it doesn't have a monster caffeine joke. Uh, MXI then distilled the alcohol and sells it to companies that will mix it into car fuel. And the, the story explained the car, the cans can also be recycled as the car, as are the cardboard cases and water uh, from the drinks. Does that mean your car can get drunk now? Yeah, your car gonna be riding out the street smelling like grape, orange, and watermelon. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, you can tell the car that's on for a loco. You know, so it's gonna be swerving and shit. 
those four loco dudes are. I mean, like, regardless of all the controversy, they still got paid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. And they're not banning it everywhere. And that shit will make a hard race. We know. And they're going to be selling it again without the caffeine joke, so people probably still buy it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, instead, now it's just going to get you drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Like, let me drink a Red Bull and a Four Loco. Um, an Edmonton woman, this is Canada, and uh, is suing a downtown clothing store for $175,000. Shout out the clothes. <laughs> and Shirley. Ah. Uh, after allegedly, after alleging that she was severely injured when she walked into a closed sliding glass entrance door. Oh my God! She not paying attention. That was a stress. Walked into it. <laughs> That's like suing because the door said push and you pulled. You know, like. And I've done that before. Uh, that you, can't that sue, you can't sue for that shit. <laughs> No, you can't. Just look like an idiot like I did. Did I figure out I was going in the wrong direction? In a statement of claim filed December 15th in the court of Queens bitch, Nora Strobel alleged she was trying to go into Blues Women's Wear from the second floor lobby of Menu Life Place, and they give the address, where she collided with a clear glass panel of one of the sliding units leading into the store. She claims she suffered severe injuries on December 20th, 2008. Collision and subsequent fall onto the hard from the collision and the subsequent fall onto the hard hard towel floor, including a laceration to the right side of her head that needed several stitches and left a permanent scar. You big dummy! <laughs> she also claims she suffered contusions on the right side of her face, a right so- shoulder strain that resulted in bursitis and frozen shoulder syndrome. A fracture to her left femur. Frozen, wait, wait. Frozen shoulder syndrome? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. What the hell was she blindfolded? And multiple contusions. So, uh. A oh, anyway. fractured left femur. Yeah, I said that. Fracture oh, of her left femur. Goodness. Yeah, she wanted this money. She also said she had to pay $13,650 to have a bathroom built on the main floor of her house. Because she could no longer, you know, go upstairs and use the bathroom. Wow. That's crazy. You know that, yeah. You know that bathroom's extra fancy. I guarantee she could have got it built for less. She's like, mm mm. She could have got it. She's like, the suit is paying for this. Go ahead and put the extra, the extra faucet in. I need some gold plating on this toilet seat. I want a bidet. I I want my bathroom bedazzled, bedazzled this bitch. So anyway, man, this bitch is suing, and that shit is stupid. Yes. Um, a woman pulls fire alarm, makes obscene gesture at hotel manager. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I could, what's unusual about that? I see that every day. Yeah, that's life for Shelly B. <laughs> um, woman pulls fire alarm. All right, yeah. Akalusa Island, an intoxicated guest. Oh wait, she was intoxicated. Intoxicated. Oh. Who would buy that? Uh. As the Best Western used wire hangers to trigger the fire alarm December 30th after learning that her boyfriend was married. Ooh. Yes. And I'm assuming not to her. I'm assuming not to. That's yep. not the hotel's fault. That's all I'm saying. You take it out on him, not the hotel. The boyfriend told hotel personnel and the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office deputy who responded that the woman had been drinking and pushed him out of her hotel room. He said she then followed him out of the room and triggered the fire alarm. The deputy noted that the woman who was also in the lobby crying. <laughs> oh, 
Someone sent a tweet out today and said, I'm sad with a lot of A's. And I said, why does that make me laugh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It could have been worse. It could have been worse. I could have said it made me horny. So, (laughs) maybe that bad. The deputy noted that the woman who was crying kept making statements to the other guests who passed by. She also gave the hotel manager her middle finger in a rude gesture every time he looked toward her. A 30... The 33-year-old Fort Walton Beach woman said she became angry with her boyfriend after he told her she was married to someone else and that, she, and then she pulled the alarm. Some of the tenants requested re- refunds due to the false fire alarm. Oh, stop being a bitch. Go back to your room. The woman was charged with disorderly conduct and a false alarm. Now, I will say this. I feel no sympathy for this woman. People get broken up with every day. You don't got to act the ass. But, but, but her boyfriend was like, yeah, I'm married. And? Please, it's time to act the ass. Everyone's gonna feel my pain. Not me. I would have. Feel it. Man, please. I would have whooped that woman's ass. I'm like, so I can't get none because of you? I got to stop my strokey dope at the Best Western because you got broke up with? Bitch, we all didn't get broke up with. Time for me to shut the game down for everybody. That's what's all gonna feel my pain. That's what's wrong with these chicks, man. Yeah, I gotta stop getting it on because this fucking fire alarm. What, bitch? No. (laughs) That should have jumped on her ass and got a refund. (laughs) Let me tell y'all something. Your pain is not that important. Okay? We all experience pain in this life. You ain't gotta stop nobody else's shit because you having a bad day. I don't care. Harry, though, he deceived that. It's one thing if he had another girlfriend, but he was freaking married. I don't like, care if he had children. I don't care if his wife was in the other room. Shut the game down. Guess what? Your car, Mr. Man, is going to be messed up. Everyone is going to have a bad day in the hotel because guess what? I'm having a bad day. Sorry. Let me, ask you, let me ask you something. Do you own a samurai sword? No. Alright, I don't know if I believe that. That sounds... Very, that sounds very, very suspicious. Sore. Yeah, you sound like a samurai to me. She sound like she signed up for the ninja classes. Yeah, you sound like you be wanting to hurt people when things don't go. Get scroll in the house, holla. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's all for this episode. Um, let me thank our sponsor again, ShadowDogProductions.com. Please go there, guys. Please click on them and buy some shit. I don't know. They said ninety-nine cent uh, to whatever. You can at least get ninety-nine cent worth of shit, man. Help the show out. Help me help you. So, uh, yeah, man, y'all go to Shadow Dog Productions and y'all listen to their audio plays. And, uh, you know, they're going to be sponsoring some more shows. And, you know, we really appreciate them chipping in, yes, man. Yes, we do. Um, that's huge. Um, also, don't forget, check us out, theblackouttips.com, uh, theblackouttips at gmail.com for the email. Call the show, 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. We'll get back to those on Saturday. Um, join our Facebook group. You know, we're always posting shit up there. I'm about to post a picture tonight as soon as we get off of here. And um, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say Dad again, Dad, S-E-D-A-T. And I'm Michelle Charest. Smooches. So make sure y'all follow all of us. And, uh, you know, Michelle will approve you if she approves of you. You know what I'm saying? So... 
I mean, just make sure, do not, listen now, I know she's gonna prove some of y'all and whatnot. Do not send her pictures with your dick out, okay? Yeah, don't She do is that. not gonna take you out of the friend zone. No, you stay there. I know she was talking reckless today. This shit is not true. I no. know her. It's not, I could, you cannot just pull your dick out. I guarantee you that shit will not work unless she's Ignore. already. And yes. <laughs> unless she already thinks you hot. Alright, man. So until next time, love you. You too. Mwah.